Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. In the studio tonight, it's Ian. Bonnie. Years ago, here in our very own little Keene, New Hampshire district court, where activists were very busy, uh, there was a lot of activism, a lot of civil disobedience kind of stuff going on here about 13 years ago, 13 or 14 years ago. Uh, This was the time frame when Derek J's victimless crime spree was recorded. That was 2011. Uh, Of course, our friend Nobody, formerly known as Rich Paul, was doing the 420 uh, things in Central Square in Keene. Mass uh, cannabis civil disobedience. That was going on in 2009. And civil disobedience here goes all the way back to like 2005, 2006 with uh, Russell Russell Canning and and, uh, his wife Kat and Lauren Canario getting arrested for peaceful protests at the irs office and things like that handing out flyers at the irs office that was one of the things another time they were holding signs hmm. so anyway the there's been a lot of activity in the courts here in Keene, and in i think it was 2011 the courts in Keene. by the way there um there's a superior a so-called superior court and a district court located in the same building in larger counties with more population, they have those in separate buildings, but here it's all in the same building. So the Superior Court is on the second floor, the District Court's on the first floor, and so on. So the judges, the judges from both of the Superior and District Courts issued an order that was this administrative order that essentially said that you cannot record video outside of the courtroom. You can record in the courtroom. Yeah, with permission. Uh, well, no, you don't need permission to well, record. Sorry, with notice. They want notice, which, in my opinion, they shouldn't even. And sometimes be they able to mix require. that up, and they say like, "I don't remember approving you. I approved uh, Ian Freeman here with Free Keen, but who are you? I didn't approve you yeah. to record." And then the person, the right answer to that is usually, "I don't have to ask you. I already notified you." Yeah, well, in my opinion, you shouldn't even have to notify them. You should yeah, no, just show up with a camera. I'm saying according and, to how the laws are, or the policy is actually written right now, they only yeah. need notice. And they always That's are acting like they... their own court rules, yeah. Not always, but like the least um, trained judges, I've seen them be like, like to Joa, mm-hmm. I don't remember approving your, you filming. They want to feel like they are able to deny you. They want to feel like they're approving you, but the reality is... You have a right to record these hearings. They're public hearings. So you, if you stand on your right to record, they usually back down and then they say, okay, you're approved. Yeah. I've never seen them actually stop someone from recording, right. but that's all they do. Yeah. They like, make up, they huff and puff sometimes yeah. and they make a big to do about it. Massachusetts, it was so bad for Chris Wade, who was recording mm-hmm. for Frank Keen. So he was the actual press. He had to put in requests and it took like months they were like were not replying to him over email and stuff. And then uh, at one point he started recording like a slight bit early and she stood there chewing him out saying like, you can only record when court is in session, even though like he had wow. no idea court wasn't in session. Like she had already started. This like, is in the courtroom you're saying. Yep. Wow. She had already started talking to, you know, the person he was there, the defendant and everything. And he just saw what was going on. So she, she stopped crazy. everything to be like, you, sir. You only record in my courtroom when we're in session. And Sick. like I could take kick you out and all this stuff. So uh so this order got put into place back in like twenty eleven and it was posted at the front of the courthouse for years until finally the Supreme Court in New Hampshire adopted essentially the Keene Court's order as a statewide order affecting all courts. That there would be essentially 
no recording, and you reviewed it today, Bonnie, and I couldn't remember if audio recording was included, but apparently it is. Hmm. Uh, no recording of any sort. Even photographs. In, right, even photographs or audio recording in the lobby areas, the non-courtroom areas, basically. Anywhere in a, yeah, anywhere yeah. in a courtroom that's not, courthouse that's not a courtroom. Correct. And. Hallways. Yep. And so there have been some arrests for this early on, like a decade plus ago. Who got arrested? Ridley? I think Sam Dotson got arrested once for that. I don't know if Ridley, I don't think he's ever Wait, been oh, arrested yeah. for that. Didn't you get arrested for that? No. You with some other people? Oh, no, it was trespass at a courthouse. Yeah. Here in New Hampshire, there's an order that says, thou shalt not record video, audio, or take even still photographs inside a courthouse, with the exception of the courtroom, unless the judge has set aside a specific, what they call staging area, for people to do that. So... The idea being that uh, if and you're I've in a court, and I've never seen a staging area. Have you? No, you would have to ask for one specifically. Oh, oh uh, if it's like you, event by event. Sorry, I think so. So the idea being that if you're in a courthouse but not in the courtroom, so if you're in the clerk's area or in the lobby or wherever else, then you're not allowed to record any media in those areas. If you do, the order from the supreme uh, supreme court says you will be asked to leave. Which is interesting because it doesn't say that it would be considered a like trespass or well it doesn't or, well yeah you get it would be a if trespass you're if you're asked it doesn't to leave. say it's a crime it, well it's not a crime because it's not a statutory violation that the state reps have written up this is a court order and so what it doesn't say is that you'll be charged with contempt hmm. now I don't think it has to say that yes yeah, because generally if there is a court order and you violate a court order. You are charged with contempt. It's yeah, just if you one can of those get things. charged for like wearing a hat in a courtroom with right. contempt, you can probably get charged for filming. Yeah, contempt unfortunately is not statutory. Contempt is a uh, what they describe as a quote inherent power. It's a whim for sure, <laughs> uh, but it is a quote unquote inherent power of the Western court system. Ew. So the the big problem with contempt is. You can't, the state legislature, if uh, if a state legislature uh, or legislator here in New Hampshire wanted to somehow modify what the court can or can't do about contempt, I don't think they could do it. I don't think they could pass a bill that could tell the courts, you can't charge people with contempt for X, Y, or Z. You can't charge people with contempt at all. You can't. Why? I don't Why th- can't they just pass a law that says that? I in New Hampshire, can. you can't do that. Just because it's inherent to the entire West? Why are we ruled by anything that's the entire West? I know. Like- it's crazy. It's crazy. It's just the that's the court system. Now, maybe it could be done with a constitutional amendment. But I think that would be the only to way New Hampshire's to New Hampshire's constitution. I think that if you wanted to change something about the court system, because the courts are created by the constitution, so therefore, but but the constitution doesn't talk about contempt. Yeah. So they just make this crap up. Hmm. So I think Ugh. the only way you'd be able to do it would be to change the actual constitution. Because remember, if you pass a statutory change then the court system can review that change and throw it out as unconstitutional. So that's what they did with the first jury nullification law that got passed here in New Hampshire by the state legislature was the courts threw it out. They said this is unconstitutional. It's been overturned. So you would have to actually change the constitution, and then they wouldn't be able to say that a change to the constitution is unconstitutional. Does this constitution 
mention jury nullification? No, of course so, not. So uh, that's just crazy. How is it unconstitutional then? The statute itself was unconstitutional according to the court. It's a very, very small courthouse. It's where Taco Biondo is. That's actually something worth going to Hillsborough for. <laughs> the court, however, not so much. Such a weird courthouse. It's connected to a liquor store and a subway. It's, it's all in the one back. building. And yeah. it's like in the back, right? Like it's like hidden. It just looks like a typical siding, plastic siding uh, yeah. very, house. Very kind nondescript of, kind yeah, of look. nondescript yeah. white building. Uh, one story looking. Yeah, usually courthouses are these very elaborate structures, right? Where yeah, it's... no, no one really commented on that today. Like this is churchy. Yeah, it is not a churchy courthouse. You're right about that. I mean, it still has pews. I think if you were to actually go into the courtroom, which yeah. we did not do today, the courtroom was closed. There, the lights were off. Uh, at one point, the officer who was there, who says, by the way, the court security officer asked him if he swore an oath to the Constitution. I was yeah. surprised when he said no. He has a gun. He has the ability to arrest people, and yeah. he didn't swear an oath to the Constitution, or at least he says so. He claims he didn't. I mean, why would he lie about that? Uh, I mean, they lie about a lot of things, but why and would you lie about not swearing an oath to the Constitution? At first, he wasn't going to give his name. He's like, I don't have to give it to you. And I was like, yes. He was like, because I'm not a cop. And I was like, yes, you do, because isn't it the Eighth Amendment, right? Eighth and article of the uh, oh, yeah, sorry, article. Rights. Mm-hmm. And he was, everybody was like, yeah, I think it's the Eighth, uh, you know. Open and accountable and open. transparency government, yeah. And he was just like, my name's blah, blah, blah. I don't remember his it name. Was now, but it was hard to remember name, yeah. Yeah, it was recorded. Though. Oh, Vernon. It was his first was name. Was that right? That's okay. His first name. Some kind of foreign sounding last name. Anyway, this guy It's like Vernon Pluot. He was so he was so rude. And yeah. uh so so anyway, we were there to challenge I wasn't there to challenge the recording ban because, well, I'm on bail condition, so it would not be a good idea uh for me to do that because there is the risk of arrest. Now, to be fair, I don't think anyone has been arrested for this for more than a decade in New Hampshire. But also, it hasn't really been challenged in any significant manner but in about a decade. Has anybody been arrested, quote unquote, for it? As in, they went in there recording, and then they the cops show up and rec- arrest them for something more like civil disobedience? Because that seems like what they would do, so that way no one can challenge the. See, I don't remember the original arrest for this. It's been so long. We're talking about like 2010, somewhere in that range. I think Sam Dodson, former co-host on Free Talk Live, was arrested for recording in the courthouse but i will have to review that particular case to get the details on you know what the circumstances were there so uh no in in recent memory i don't recall anybody being arrested for this and that's the thing is like in the court's order it specifies that if you are violating the order you will be asked to leave and that is very unusual like period Right. It's very unusual because... It doesn't... What I meant by that is it doesn't say after you don't comply, after being asked to leave, like it doesn't give any more information. Well, it doesn't have to because we know what happens if you're asked to leave a place by someone authorized to ask you to leave. They can then charge you with criminal trespass if you don't leave. So that's why our friend Joa, who used to be here regularly on Thursday nights, he's now living in uh, Grafton, so he's not in the area um, at this time, but, uh, but he would always leave. He would... Start walking backwards, kind of like Dave Ridley uh, did back in the day when police were ordering him to leave a place. Yeah, but they know not to arrest people for that anymore because of Dave Ridley. Dave Ridley was arrested wrongfully trying to walk backwards out of a parking lot while he was still recording. Yeah, I was going to say, why was he walking backwards? It's because he wanted to continue being able to film the goons. It's Mm -hmm. not illegal. And he was walking towards his car and he told that to the 
cop, the cop. Uh, I, mean, I could go off about this because I yeah, just watched just all watched the videos it recently and all the court videos with the cop lying about it. So so terrible. Yeah, but he won that case, Dave Ridley, and so he was within his rights to slowly leave. They can't order you to run out of the parking yeah. lot. They can't order you to, because you'd be putting yourself in danger. Yeah, or uh, walk in a certain direction. Like, he was backing up because he was holding his camera and correct. he was facing it at them. And if you're backing up, you don't want to back up in a quick manner because that will put you in danger. If you, you know, walk backwards quickly, you're more likely to do something like trip over something or fall or or whatever. And you know like being so. friends with Riley and since he moved here has made me think of so many different things like how cops, you know, act like they have, they could apply things to everyone. Like Riley doesn't seem to really run. Like there was a couple times I was like, "Come on, let's go uh check on Ridley today." And I was like, "Oh, I don't want to make him run because he didn't want to." Like Yeah. Because he can't see. Right. Like are they going to He doesn't know if there's a step or a, a rock or right. something, right? So I was just like, uh well, that, that all that I'm saying is it made me think when you just said that like you can't force someone to walk quickly like Someone like Riley is not going to want to run. <laughs> right. Some people just, you know, they don't like to run too. Like maybe just like an overweight person or something. They were just upset because he was walking extra slow, maybe on purpose. You're talking about Ridley. Yeah, to get more video. But he was complying. He was complying. He was leaving as he was ordered in to fact, do. In fact, he was like deep in the parking lot. Mm-hmm. Like he couldn't even see the front of the hotel anymore. And he was still going towards his car slowly, just like narrating to his camera, like talking yeah. about the day. And then also, and then so they show back up. Yep. Like they went after him again. They were like, he's not going yet. Even though he's walking towards his car. Yep. And he told them that. Yeah, it didn't matter. But ultimately, he did win that case. Um, And so... Let's see, going back to the uh, the current situation. So we showed up today because at the request of a First Amendment auditor named Press NH Now, that is his YouTube channel. Yeah. Um, he is a, I don't, I don't think he's a free state or anything like that. He's, I think he he's from here. from here. Yeah, I think he's a native. Well, it sounds like it. So to, I'm just guessing. At least a native to New England, certainly. Uh, but he lives in New Hampshire and he's one of those guys like uh, our former co-host Joa, who goes around to different government agencies, government bureaucracies, into what are ostensibly public places where you and I would be allowed to go, uh, and he records video in those places. That's what a First Amendment auditor does. The idea is you take a video camera into any place where you would normally be allowed to go, not some restricted area or whatever, but an actual public place. And then you just see what the bureaucrats do. Are they friendly? Do they allow you to come in? Do they call the police on you? Do they freak out? Do they answer out? questions? Do they answer questions? Do they give you their names? Or right. There's certain that. things that they do to kind of put these bureaucrats to the test. Right. And it's a very valuable service. And I'm really glad to see people like Press NH Now are actually able to make a living off of this. I don't know if it's a good living, but it is you know enough to make you know rent payments and probably put some food on the table. He had made videos so. going to Puerto Rico last week. He yeah, has right, like yeah. a new radio. I think he does good. Let's go to the phones here. Uh, talk to this caller. You're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead. What I always love about Free Talk Live it uh, was one of the only shows you can call in and take the show in any direction that you wanted. It's and true. I really, really appreciate that. And this show has just always been incredible to me. And uh, this is Bobby. And, and I just always appreciate this. And I'll always cherish what you made and brought here. Um, but I had a relationship advice for Bonnie. And I wanted to uh, get one in for her and see what she, what, what she has to think. You have a question for no, Bonnie he, or advice for Bonnie? He said he has advice. Relationship advice. Okay. Well, I don't need it, but thank you. <laughs> well, anyway, no, no. what do you want to say? Go ahead. Advice for me. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Go ahead. 
you know, Bonnie's relationship advice hour. Right, right. So it's a question. It's a yeah, question. Yeah, that's what it's he asked. Okay. Yeah, he, I thought you were telling, giving me advice. But go, go ahead. ahead with your question. I know Bonnie has all her stuff together. Look <laughs> at her. She's gorgeous. She's got Ian. She's in the studio. <laughs> well, thank you. It's true. All right. So what's what's oh, the yeah, question? Yeah, okay. <clears throat> so anyways, here's the thing. Ian knows I've been calling in for over a decade. But uh, so I just finally got um, I finally just got my uh, apartment about a year and a half ago. But I uh, had to live through uh, group homes for uh, about two years. And I was homeless and lived in group homes for two years. Mm. Um, finally got uh, some help. And, uh, and anyways, I got an apartment on, on the ocean uh, on Tampa. Nice. Um, I lucked out. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know I mean, hey, do, do what you can. But it took two years. And anyways, I, I've been knowing this girl, and I knew her since high school. And I knew her, you know, um, when I was 18, 19. And um, at the time, you know, she was, you know, we were Christian and everything. And, you know, she didn't want to do anything. Mm-hmm. And so I never pushed her or asked her to do anything. And um, there was another girl that at the time, she liked, she liked me. But I was, you know, I, I, I didn't, you know, really went into her, but... She, you know, she liked me, and so I just started going out with her, and she, she wanted to do stuff, and so I did stuff with her, and so I didn't, didn't ever do anything with other girls, but, mm-hmm. you know, I was in a relationship with that one girl for three years, but, you know, I just uh, um, couldn't keep in contact with the other one because the the girlfriend for three years, she told me she didn't want me to keep talking to her because, cause, uh, you know, she didn't want her as a friend, so I stopped mm-hmm. talking to her for, like, three years, okay. so I had her from, like, 19 to 22. Okay, all right. But then after I broke up with that girl, I started talking to her again. And we've been in, you know, contact, I would say, at least, you know, three, four times a year um, uh, through text, you know, just, just at least in contact. So I haven't stayed in contact with hardly anyone for 20 years. This is like the two hmm. people that I've really stayed in contact from high school. And I know that. I know her. And there's one other person, and I only know them because um, I, I lived by them, you know, um, you know, when I moved here from Florida, uh, okay. from South Carolina. But anyways, um, does uh, she still but, live in the uh, area? So, this girl is she still nearby? She, well, well, well. So I had to move, you know, because I had to go where the housing was. Mm-hmm. But she and lives so, in North Carolina uh, she lives now. About two hours. No, no, no. She lives in Florida. She oh. lives in Florida. She, but we used to live, you know, close by. But now she lives two hours away. Okay, got it. Okay. So finally, you know, I finally got my own apartment. I finally got my own place. You know, I finally got my stuff together. You know, it's taken me all this time. You know, I, you know, I, I just turned 30, you know, 34. I'm just, you know, and, and it's been hard life for me. And, and Ian knows how hard I've been through it and, and all the calls. And, you know, he helped me one time. The cops were banging on my hotel door because they smell pot. And he told me don't answer the door. And I mean, all kinds of good stuff. But anyway, so I've been talking to this girl. And so anyways, um, uh, you know, uh, you know, I invited her over and everything. And, mm-hmm. and and, uh, and and it was, it was kind of cool, you know. Um, well, here's the thing: she is uh, she's severely overweight. She's probably Oof. probably about 230 pounds. What was she when you knew her in high school? Me. She was probably about um, 180, so she okay. was about 30 pounds more. Oof. Okay. Okay, maybe 40 pounds more. Oh. I, I I mean I I mean I since I you know since you, anyways. She's probably about 240 now. She's about okay. probably 180 in high school. She's a bigger girl, you yep. know, anyway. It's definitely a bigger girl. She's only like 5'3", you know. Okay. But oh. I, I don't care because I'm a bigger guy, you know. But here's the thing. 
um, uh, I, I finally got my insurance, and so um, I went and got um, gastric bypass surgery. It was only $194,000 that they charged the insurance company. So I got the gastric bypass surgery. Um, I was at 417 pounds Damn, um, in January. Um, I'm down to 260 pounds now nice. um, in August. Wow. Um, and so I, I've got 60 pounds more to go to get to 200. Bobby, uh, the chat room at the chat server at chat.freetalklive.com, uh, Libertariat in there, he he's sort of a no, notorious troll in the chats. But, but isn't he like um, a nurse? Wait, no. He, well, I think he's in the medical field. Yeah, I, I he, think. well, he, I don't really understand now because he does submarine stuff. What, I don't but know, whatever. whatever. If not, his, his wife is a nurse and he's yeah. always talking about medical stuff. So anyway, what does he have to say, Ian? But, you know, sometimes he says some things that are absolutely true. And apparently he says only a slut would think it's transmissible, meaning herpes, only during a flare-up. And he's referring Why to your you sister, right? Why would you refer to right? me after saying, oh, okay, sorry. I think he was referring to your sister because you were saying that your sister <laughs> said. So anyway, what happened was uh, Bobby's met a girl who he knew back in high school. She is... The other woman. Uh, somebody who's for had some interest in for some time. And he used to date someone else, and that person told him, "You can't talk to this chick right. while you're dating me." And now he's and back to talking obviously, to her. Obviously, she was right to be concerned because now that as soon as he broke up with that girl, or not, I don't know about as soon as, but now that he's broken up with that girl and he lost a lot of weight, now he's talking to that girl. So he's talking to the girl, and the girl admitted before they got down to some sexual activity that she oh. has herpes. However, she claimed apparently. That she received it from a toilet seat. And she's and actually a virgin. The chat room, uh, Bobby, said that uh, you cannot receive herpes from a toilet seat and that uh, only a slut would think it's transmissible only during a flare-up. And so I did check them on those statements, and it appears, at least according <laughs> to the internet, that they are correct, uh, that according to... Uh, various different websites. The uh, they say here that herpes is transmissible at all times. Whoa. However, it is more transmissible during a flare-up, according to Ugh. Teens Health at kidshealth.org. It says here that even when no sores are present, the herpes virus is still active in the body and can spread to others. They of course recommend that if you must have sexual interactions with a person with herpes that you should use must a, uh you should use a condom every time you have sex however and that includes oral um but uh that in, uh, they say here that herpes can live outside of the area that a condom covers so that may not always prevent the spread so that doesn't sound like enough well uh, it says here avoiding sex during outbreaks because herpes is much more likely to spread during outbreaks and making sure the infected person takes an antiviral medicine every day as prescribed by a healthcare provider. However, the only way to completely prevent herpes and other STDs, of course, is to not have sex at all. Uh, well, knowing what we know about that, I would have to say to Bobby, a big part of my advice would be you got to if you really care about this girl and you want to continue dating her like if you're just like oh well that's a deal breaker for me I don't want to deal with all this about herpes then break up with her but if it if it's so worth it to you cuz you really like this girl she's really that loyal and good for you I think you need to have a heart to heart with her and tell her listen I don't care if you're not a virgin and I don't care if you got herpes from having sex I just care about you for who you are 
And I just want you to know that because, you know, you know, you should say something like this to her. Have this conversation with her. Because if she's lying to you, that's only going to be terrible for your relationship. If it's she, definitely not a good way to start a relationship is based on start. a lie. She's going to be think like, whether she's an honest person or not, usually it's going to be like subconsciously digging at her that she lied to him and, um, and it will subconsciously dig at you now that you know this information that you can't get herpes from a toilet seat apparently and that you have to get it from sex and uh, that she's probably not a virgin. Well, you don't want to be... It's not that your girlfriend has to be a virgin, isn't what I'm saying, but just the fact that she would lie will probably eventually dis- like annoy you. And if you're getting in a fight about something silly like the dishes, then you're going to be like, oh yeah, well I know because of Free Talk Live that you're not a virgin. <laughs> And I don't know. I just think that you should tell her, like, listen, I just want to let you know, you don't have to tell me anything about, like, your past, but I know that you can't get herpes from a toilet seat, and I still (laughs) love you. Well, the odds are you can't. But anyway, go ahead, uh, Bobby, your thoughts? Okay. Yeah, so my thoughts were, um, so she she's always been like, you know, she's, you know, Christian and all that, and I'm fine with that, and, and I and I never mind it, and, I, and she knows I don't care if she has other, you know, partners. She knows I've had, you know, some other partners, and, and but, but, she, but you know, I, I've lied to her and acted like, you know, I've been swinging a lot more than I have, but she, because I didn't let her know that when I was homeless and, you know, on the street and all that, you know, I, I, I just acted like I was doing great because I was still doing radio shows and getting someone out to L.A. on Tom Likey's show, and, and, you know, doing, uh, you know, Gary and Dino, you know, Burbank. And so, you know, I was still having a good time. You know, it's called Facebook pictures, but I, I still was having a good time. But it was a rough time, but it was a fun time. But but she, but that's all she knew. She didn't know all the bad parts. So they didn't tell her all the bad parts. But here's the thing. What if she's lying about having the herpes so she doesn't have to have sex? And she's just telling me that hmm. so she doesn't, so she doesn't want to have sex. She's trying to push me away. Well, I don't know how often these outbreaks happen. Uh, that That is a detail I don't know about herpes, but presumably if she's got herpes and the outbreaks are somewhat regular, you'll you'll probably find out uh, at some point, unless, of course, you're not even seeing her naked at all um, in, re- in any sort of regular circumstance. So I feel like that might be a pretty hard right. way to do it. It's like, are you going to be inspecting? Well, like, yeah. I don't know what it looks like. Do you really. think she would lie about having herpes? Well, like we, push me away that's a great question because that? what we've seen so far is she is apparently willing to lie about how she got the herpes. So whether the herpes uh, claim is a lie, I don't know, but it is certainly likely a lie that she caught it from a toilet seat. According to Healthline.com, Herpes is an extremely contagious disease, but it's very unlikely you'll get herpes from a toilet seat. Breaking news. Press NH now has just been arrested in within the last 15 minutes, apparently, uh, at Hillsborough Police, where he had went to uh, tonight after what happened earlier today at the Hillsborough District Court, where police did not arrest him. Despite recording video openly in defiance of a Supreme Court order here in New Hampshire against recording any kind of audio or video in court lobbies, which is why he'd gone to the court today to partially the reason he went to the court. The other reason was he wanted to file a motion in a wrongful arrest case that he's dealing with right now. Uh, So he wanted to get that procedure of interacting with those bureaucrats and filing that motion. He wanted to get it on the record. 
And so that's why he was recording in the court lobby. He invited Bonnie, you and I, and other activists from the Keene area, as well as Footloose uh, from the Manchester area, to come down there and back him up. There were uh, other people who were also recording in that same area today, including Footloose, uh, including our very own Riley, uh, the gentleman who just moved from Utah, blind Riley. Yeah, he can't see the order, and they wouldn't give him a Braille version. Literally, I asked, <laughs> uh, can you give Riley a Braille, Braille version? Very nicely. Yeah. I wasn't being like, hey. You know, right. I wasn't like talking crap to him. I was like, can you give Riley a, a Braille version? Because he hasn't seen the order, right. and he just walked past me with like a dirty look on his face. This is the court security officer? Yes, sorry. So, yeah, we haven't really got into what happened today. We spent the good chunk of the first hour kind of giving some background on the order that's in place across all New Hampshire courts, banning recording of any sort, banning even still photography from inside court lobbies, by the clerk's window, anywhere that's basically not inside the courtroom itself is prohibited. This is obviously an unconstitutional ban. There is such a thing as the freedom of speech. Uh, There is such a thing as the freedom of the press. The New Hampshire Constitution protects both of those things. The New Hampshire Constitution, in New Hampshire, it's actually Article 22. And uh, because I looked it up today just to uh, bring it up during the conversation with the police that were called but also Article 8 in New Hampshire's Constitution is a uh, assurance that the New Hampshire government will be open and accountable. Transparency, that sort of thing. But no, the first thing we ran into as far as lack of transparency was the security guard, who uh, court security, who refused to give his name initially. Said he didn't do an oath to the Constitution. Swore, said he did not swear an oath, yeah. which was a surprise to me. Because uh, he has a gun and the ability to arrest people. Like, what are we doing giving people... It's not like I personally believe that the Constitution is a sacred document, but that should be a bare minimum, right? Yeah, I wonder if he swore an oath to the court system. Hmm. Because the attorneys, yeah. they swear an oath to, as I understand it, to be officers of the court. Yep. So do the court security officers also have a special court oath that they ask i didn't ask that question because i didn't think about that but uh so we had a good group we had eight people that were there uh i guess mark plus seven so there were eight total people mark from press nh now just arrested tonight just moments ago on a charge of so-called disorderly conduct and breach of bail the theory is you know this is just what i heard from footloose there during our news break But the theory is that Mark was asking his viewers on his live stream on his YouTube channel, which is Press NH Now, he was asking his viewers to contact the Hillsborough Police Department. Hmm. And they don't like it when people do that. They don't like it when the public, quote unquote, when the average people actually call them and ask them questions like, hey, is my friend okay? Yeah. You want to know what just happened? I, I called the Hillsborough Police Department um, because we had already heard that he got arrested mm-hmm. and I just I got an answer right away. I, they were just like, hello. And I was like, hi, I was just wondering if you can give me or if you have. Um, and I said his name, yeah. first and last name under arrast there. If you have him in, in custody. I met, uh, yeah. Well, I said his name because I know his first and yeah, last. Yeah. Name. Well, yeah. So and she was just like, one second, put me on hold, came back and was like, um, who are you? And I was just like, my name is Bonnie. I'm with freekeen.com. And she was just like, are you related to him? And I was like, no, I'm just his friend and I'm with the media. And she said, I don't have any information to give out about that. <laughs> like, I'm not joking. Just like that. I don't have any information to give out about that, actually. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wait, what? What's your name? Because you, you, you're you not going to tell the media if somebody's 
in under custody and, and then she hung up. I've, yep. I've never been treated like that. I, I oh, was you just so, haven't called enough bureaucrats. No, I mean that specific kind of bureaucrat. Like I've called. There's a lot of them. No, I mean that specific job. There's they, a lot of them will treat you that way. That's all I'm saying. I just like, said that I have never way, been treated. I know like that. the way you were treated is not uncommon. Like it's these people are rude. They have no accountability. They know that nothing will happen. She knows that there is going to be no punishment to her. Yeah. If she is rude to the next twenty people that are. But it's that not just rude. Her. That's like that should be illegal. Like you won't answer. Refusing if someone... to give the question. The yeah. answer. Yeah. That is crazy. And I know that they have the information because we know. Sure, she's got it right in front of her. I mean, was it a success today? Well, not if you wanted to get arrested, because actually Mark uh, f- uh, from uh, Press NH Now, he wanted to get arrested today. He wanted to push this particular issue of recording in the courthouses. It's got to get done. But they didn't arrest him. They've not arrested anyone on this issue for many, many years at this point. And it does beg the question of why are they... I mean, obviously, they don't want this thing to be fought. They don't want to have to overturn their own order. So that's one reason why it's not happening. But secondly, why are they not arresting for a contempt charge instead of trying to finagle people into a trespassing charge? And what I mean by that is in this particular order banning recording, it says that you can be ordered to leave. That is the quote unquote thing punishment or whatever is if you're in a courthouse and you're recording openly in a non-courtroom area, they can ask you to leave or, or I think it was order you to leave is uh, is the language there why are they doing that instead of just arresting people for contempt of court this is the part that is most confusing to me well because then people could fight that no you really can't fight contempt of court oh. that's the thing that's that's why i'm confused about hmm. this you can fight trespass you can easily fight that one you can say look this is freedom of speech doesn't matter you know trespass does not apply to somebody on public property not being allowed just standing in a lobby, wanting to record something. This is free speech, free press, clearly constitutionally protected activities. You've got a, a good, strong argument there. But against contempt? There's no statute for contempt. Contempt is a, quote, power of the court system. It cannot be abolished, from what I can tell, and it cannot be fought against. You do not have the right to appeal a contempt charge. You just go to jail. If a judge hits you with contempt for whatever it is, you can do it if they're offended by the way you're dressing. Hmm. That judge can hit you with contempt and put you in jail for a day, a week, a month, six months with zero accountability. It's all just so messed up that that is a thing at all. Like, I can't believe that. I just tweeted about it the other day just because I was just sitting around thinking Mm -hmm. about it. I was just like, how is it that... People have the right, or judges have the right to put you in jail for something they believe is going on in your brain. Mm -hmm. Like, um, I'm not saying that she was under any danger of contempt charges or anything, but it's just so terrible the way that judges treat people at all. Like, they're like, uh, they're cattle once you get into the courtroom because, like, um, the judge in Aria's case, one day when it was actually for one of your hearings, Aria was in the courtroom as a spectator in the pews yeah she wasn't there on trial and she was wearing a tank top and the judge stopped the proceedings to say excuse me sir i need you to wear professional clothing in this courtroom (laughs) it was crazy something i don't remember exactly what he said but he yeah she violated the church's dress code 
It, there's not actually like a posted dress code. That's my whole point. It's no, like, there isn't. You're not right. that th- that would make it better. That's weird. But it was even weirder. I was like un- in actual shock. that, mm-hmm. And she so clearly presents as a woman. Like, right. it's not even like, oh, I'm, I'm so sorry. Like, it was a clear jab because he knew she was. Didn't somebody say something to him and then yes. he took it back? And yes, actually because apologized? His lawyer, her lawyer just happened to be in the room watching also. Mm-hmm. She, he was like, sir, can I approach? Went up and was like. That's Ari Demetso. Right, right. That's Ari Demetso. She's a trans woman. Blah, blah. And he was like, oh, okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I didn't know. Whatever. Mm-hmm. It was obviously like a fake jab. Ridley has a viewpoint that people should get different vantage points, which I think is a, good, is a good idea. Uh, he was outside doing essentially a protest with a sign that said, what was it, court? Court, um, not surveillance, court censorship. Censorship with a big X, X through over it. it. And it, it was great. Lots of people had to have seen that that day. Waved yeah, a lot of honks. people, got some honks. Uh, he was out there for like an hour and a half. Yeah, because we were in there for a while. We were in there for, I think, at least an hour. He's a great person for hour. that because he he's like good at not getting bored. He's talking about not getting bored in jail today. Mm-hmm. Like, I would just get so bored sitting on the side of the road for an hour and a half. I'd be like, Ian, let's go get mm-hmm. coffee. Well, uh not all activism is for everybody. No, yeah, so, so that's the thing. So that's Ridley's position. So mm-hmm. Ian, or uh, Riley and I uh, went out. Oh, and Riley's holding his camera the whole time. It was great. So he just has a gimbal. He just literally has to hold his gimbal straight up and down mm-hmm. right in front of him. And it points forward for him. I, I had to adjust it like twice the whole time. It, right. it kind of like started to go to one side or whatever. Um, but he's recording with a cell phone. And that's great. And so we walked out. We recorded like the cop cars that ended up showing up but we stayed outside we recorded them going in but we stayed outside because there was like five people inside that Mm -hmm. got that covered had that covered at least like six maybe and um so they stood in there talking to you guys for a long time in i mean uh uh, riley and i found a spot where i could see the front door like the entrance Mm -hmm. um that you guys were right behind and these back doors which looked to be the only other doors on the building that um we're clearly like where they take people out and they arrest them and where the employees go in and out mm-hmm. um, with like codes on the doors and stuff. So Riley and I said where we could see both of those and we could see Ry- Ridley in case okay. cops That's a good thing. came to get Ridley. And um, yeah, so it's Which just- they did say, by the way, on the police scanner. So uh, Press NH now has a police scanner with him wherever he goes. So he's always tuned in to what it is that they're saying about A digital people. one. Yeah, it's it can decrypt digital communications, and so he did hear the call from dispatch where they claimed that "quote unquote" protesters were at the Hillsborough courthouse and blocking. They, she he didn't said, say like, blocking traffic. A, no, yeah. She said interfering with traffic or something um, like that. There was some that's sort of so ridiculous claim about what Dave Ridley was doing. He was not in any way interfering with traffic. He yeah. was just simply standing on the side of the road with the sign. Yeah, not so. in the traffic at all. And and hundreds of cars probably drove past him safely that day. And to the waved. police's credit, they did not stop to harass him at all. Yeah, so. but we wanted to make sure we had an eye on him in case they went and groped him again. Yeah. So you actually weren't there for a lot of the inside stuff after you left. It was just a lot of talking to cops. I don't like that. Yeah, there was a lot of back and forth between uh, Press NH Now and Footloose who came armed with the various different court rules when it comes to recording video and such. And there was just a lot of back and forth between the uh, one of the police officers. There were three 
Hillsborough cops that responded. There was one younger guy and then two more senior officers. The younger guy actually seemed somewhat intelligent. Uh, he seemed like he was able to speak intelligently on things he did not want to be he made a comment that he did not want to be there to enforce uh these sorts of things he he wanted to go after real criminals things like well, that Well, being intelligent as a cop just makes me think you're an even worse person hmm. well i you know i don't have the same harsh feelings towards them i, I think that that you do about How's this it harsh there was one security officer there who literally pulled out a script like there was there was a sheet that he was following in the very beginning i'm sure you can see it when you uh if you watch the video from today from press nh now which i presume because they were notified i don't know if he was actually no he wasn't streaming so that video may not be out yet but wait um, what video oh the video press nh now is recording today he was recording the whole time he was in there and so you'll probably be able to see the officer up front he literally pulls up a you know some sheets of paper and just straight up reads off the sheet like okay uh if they don't comply then call the police it was basically telling him what to do in the circumstance yeah because footloose and presidential now had went to the superior supreme court in new hampshire that was earlier, earlier in, the, in day, the day and he they had told um them that that's what they plan to go do go mm. record in the lobby yeah, I mean, you would think that they would have called down to Hillsborough Court to let them know about that. Yeah, they probably But did. also, if they had done that, I would have expected them to have more than one security guy on duty, and they only had one guy. Hmm. So, I don't know if they actually did call. But maybe they did. Anyway, uh, we showed up with a good group of people that came out on very short notice to make a stand for recording in these court areas. Unfortunately... If you want to challenge a bad law, you usually have to put throw yourself into the meat grinder of the government system in order to actually make that challenge. You can't just go and file a case against what you consider to be a bad law because right. they will say you don't have standing. Even though theoretically the law could be applied to you, because the law is not applied to you or has not yet been applied to you, you have no standing. And, and it's crazy because in this case, usually you'd say, oh, well, talk to your state reps, but you can't even change it with the state reps because it's the court policy. Yeah, um, I think the state reps could do very, very little about this besides amend the Constitution, which, of course, is not an easy thing to really do. Difficult. Um, but I was going to say that I encountered this lack of standing issue during COVID. I don't know if you remember this, Ar- or Aria, Bonnie, but me and Aria and a lady who is a local entrepreneur here sadly passed away named Malays, yep. who ran the uh, the great, once great restaurant, so Tha Keen Great. That was the name of the restaurant uh, here in Keen. It was she, a pho noodle restaurant? Correct. It was a pho noodle restaurant. She uh, and Aria and I were the plaintiffs in a case against the city of Keene when they had a mask mandate in place. Oh, yeah. They said you didn't have standing to complain because no one had like taken your rights away right. by not wearing a mask. Right. So because the Keene police, to their credit, were refusing to enforce the Keene mask mandate, they never arrested anybody for it. They never really even threatened anybody. I wouldn't over it. characterize it as they were refusing to do anything about the mask mandate. I would because they were refusing to do anything about the mask mandate. Even Keene police officer uh, Jason Short that spoke came about out. a lot later, and he was like, you know, it would have been a lot more heroic of him if it was like right away. That that came out a lot later when pol- 
like businesses were already not like getting people trespassed over mm-hmm. it. Well, yeah, he did. He did speak out against it, though, and I mean, he does deserve some credit for that. Regardless of what other disagreements I I might have with him, Keen Police made public statements anytime we were around them that they weren't going to do anything about the masks. It was not the official policy, Bonnie. So the the chief doesn't deserve credit for this. The Keen Police chief was playing very political with it. You know, he was like, well, we're here to do our job and we'll do whatever job we got to do or something. He had this very sort of vague statement that he made about it, which didn't really say they were going to enforce it. And it didn't really say that they weren't going to enforce that they were, you know, he he didn't really like make a real firm position on the uh, on the issue. But the officers themselves, when you were to actually speak to them in person, they would just be like, yeah, this is ridiculous. We're not going to. Waste our time. But if somebody was stuff. like, "Okay, I ordered you to go do something about it," they would have done it. I, like, like you're making it sound like they were like, "We will not comply." Like that didn't happen. I'm I'm not saying that's what they were saying, but no one. I mean, they, they were under what if you want to consider what the Keene City Council was doing in order. They passed an ordinance. Is that not an order to the Keene Police with a huge out? Right. Well, the out. All the time for the police is their discretion, which is what they did today. No, no, no. I meant that the people going into businesses, if they said they had a medical condition and couldn't wear a mask, they didn't have to. We've got Law Dog on the line in Michigan. Go ahead, Law Dog. Hey, how you doing, Ian? What's Bye. on your mind tonight? How you doing? Good. How are you? What's on your oh, mind? Oh, uh, I, uh, I haven't called in a while. What's, uh, what's your gig there? Are you Have you been sentenced yet or not? Uh, not at this point. You're referring to the Crypto 6 case, uh, which you can go to thecrypto6.com to learn more about why the federal government thugs raided our studio and our home and multiple homes of some of our friends and co-hosts back in March of 2021. Um, I am scheduled for a sentencing hearing on September 11th at federal court at 10 a.m. in Concord, New Hampshire. So that's the current date and okay. time. Okay. All right. What kind of what kind of time are you looking at? Sentencing guidelines is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, it's uh, the guidelines say I think 15 to 20 years. Uh, so that is the uh, the guideline range. Of course, the judge can sentence outside of the guidelines. He can uh, depart above and he can depart below, as they call it. So it could uh, be anything. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, uh, the nation's got to get together here and uh, uh, get somebody to power the Crypto 6, and you can put me uh, first in line on that, brothers, okay? You're going to somehow pardon us? How does that work? No, I'm going to uh, I'm going to ask for the uh, uh, presidential candidates uh, oh, that's, that are that's out nice. there. That's very kind of Yeah, you. we're going to ask that. them to, to pardon you. Which Which one do you think... Uh, on those uh, Republican doctored sides, you think uh, you'd be uh, best to um, that would pardon you? None of them. I have no expectation that any of the mainstream candidates would uh, would pardon the crypto six, but Aaron Day certainly would. Who yeah. is the Republican? You don't even have to ask him. Um, he probably is, okay, is already about, planning on that. What about the Democrats? What uh, uh, what douchebags on the Democrats? Do I said I don't expect any of the mainstream in? candidates to pardon the Crypto Six. Um, I know that the uh, RFK guy and the Vivek guy are pimping towards the Bitcoiners, but I think that's just 
they just want the Bitcoiners money. I don't think they actually care about Ross Ulbricht or anything like that. Uh, you, you know, you just you just got to stop running them down, you know, and uh, those guys are open. Right? They don't. No, they're they not. Really don't give a crap about you. It's about the uh, principles over personalities. And I think you'll win if, uh, you know, these people uh, don't have principles. Down, right? They don't huh? have prin- they don't have principles. They're, they're, if they have a principle, it is the I principle of power. I think that's what he's saying, Ian. I think he was saying that they don't give a crap about you, but they want voters, right? Yeah, yeah. They, they it would be, it would be a public relations thing. I don't, yeah, yeah. I don't well, know if Ian. Why? What do you think, Bonnie? What do you think? I don't think that it's the most productive way to like get your hopes up about like a good outcome for Ian because. Even well, you got to have some hope with, if you're if you're facing ten to twenty. I have more. I mean, I I would, I would hope. shoot for it. I'd even I'd even do some fundraising for it if I were you guys. You guys got the medium to do that. But what do you do with money? Like when a jury has convicted you of eight crimes, what do you use the money for? Well, you, you know, uh, I don't know. I, I guess well, I'm law dog. I appreciate your you know? optimism. No, I, I'm an optimist. Also, I'm just yeah. saying. All I'm saying is, I wouldn't ever expect any presidential candidate to actually do anything for anyone. I don't even expect if Vivek Ramaswamy wins. Okay, wait, wait a second here. Wait a second. I'll, I'll I'll say this. Pardon me. Forgive me the crap about you guys. Okay. That's very nice. I know. I'm I'm not trying to tell you that I don't appreciate what you're saying. I just don't have any expectation that presidential candidates will give a rat's rear end about uh, our circumstances here. These are not uh, people who are about compassion. They're not about showing compassion. They're about, you know, tough on crime nonsense. Russell Burke has like over 500,000 petitions about him ian doesn't get anything like that no matter what he's given to the free state project they don't care they're just like we can't talk about him because that could make us look bad and we won't be able to sell as many houses because we're all real estate agents now should be talking about him he's 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 got uh he's got the testicles of an elephant he's (laughs) he's he's going forward with this now come on well i mean bonnie doesn't disagree with you law dog i I don't like this defeatist attitude that you guys got no it's not defeatist i'm not I'm not you, you are, optimistic. You, I, I am guys, optimistic I about the guys. whole thing. Are, are you, are you, are, are you going to crap on my hope that I have for you guys? Is no, that what you're trying to do? I'm only trying to crap on the hope about the president, the candidates for president, but not. I'm an optimist about Ian's situation. Like, yeah, I think we'll. I we'll believe in God. Have success based on the appeal, honestly, more so than a uh, a situation with some great man who's going to swoop in on his magic carpet and you know come on ian res- he's uh indian not middle eastern with a flying carpet <laughs> i wasn't even thinking of it back in that uh in that <laughs> oh, case you're looking for you're looking for the magic carpet ride huh is that that it that was a 70s tune yeah, yeah. i'm well aware of it there's something called the jones act do you know what that is it means that a ship can't leave the united states and then go to a different port in the United States to transfer goods and sell them? Only if it is a U.S. ship. So U.S. ships can't leave one port in, from the U.S. and travel to another port in the U.S.? No, only U.S. ships can go oh. from one port in the U.S. to another port in the U.S. Okay, okay. So uh, that is what the Jones Act is. It's been around now for 103 years. It was and it created- really... 
messes things up, makes things expensive, keeps lots yes. of people out of jobs. Yeah, 1920 was when the Merchant Marine Act, according to the Josiah Bartlett Center for Public Policy at jbartlett.org, and they've got an interesting story here about the Jones Act and how it's affecting, you know, the wildfires in uh, Maui, or I don't know if they were oh. wildfires or whatever they were, the huge oh. fires that happened down there. Well, I don't know whether they were human set or if they figured out where they came from, but it did a lot of damage, right? Like a lot of people died, a lot of property got destroyed, and that's horrible. And it's horrible that anybody has to go through a situation like that. But to make matters worse, it is more difficult to actually get relief, like new things to build a house back with or food from the Red Cross or whatever, right? Like different things that are supposed to be coming in to help people in a circumstance like this. It makes it more difficult to get those things if you are only allowed to use U.S.-based shipping ships yeah, like when, to do it. Uh, Puerto Rico was completely, like, almost decimated because of a hurricane. The Jones Act was messing up getting them supplies. Correct. And the same thing is now happening in Maui. So according to Josiah Bartlett, they say that even some who typically support government intervention in the economy are now speaking out against the century-old law. It's a federal law, the Jones Act, that restricts shipping between U.S. ports to ships that are U.S.-owned, U.S.-built, and U.S.-crewed only. So gross. So that really narrows it down. You can't even buy a ship from somewhere else, even if you are a U.S.-based company. You have to buy a ship built in the United States. It's like... If anyone is listening and thinks, yeah, well, it's going to give America a lot more jobs and money that way. No, it literally makes people poorer Yes, in America and outside. And this article explains why that is. In case it's not obvious to you why protectionism doesn't work, the restrictions make it harder for mainlanders to help their fellow Americans, such as Puerto Ricans and Hawaiians, after serious disasters. Seeing this, the Boston Globe has called for the act's full repeal citing increased costs of cargo and shipping and the delayed arrival of relief aid. The Globe said this in their article, quote, Relief efforts for Americans who happen to live on islands are hampered by a century-old shipping law that delays the arrival of short-term aid and makes long-term recovery more difficult and costly. You've surely heard about how expensive it is to live on an island, right? Just because shipping is way more expensive? Right. You've got to ship everything in. You can't just, you know... They can't make everything on the island, right? Like there's only so much you can do there. And so there's incredible costs to ship things to an island. So if you are only allowed to use certain shipping uh, companies, a very limited number of them, then that's going to increase the cost of shipping because you don't have free market competition. You don't have global competition uh, going on. Because why is that important, though? Competition drives prices down because people will say, I'm willing to do this job for X amount of money. And somebody else says, well, I'm willing to do it for X, which is a less amount of money. Instead, you get a limited amount of players in a very restricted market, which is to say the U.S.-based, U.S.-built, U.S.-owned ships. And they can charge whatever they want. Yeah, they basically have a cartel. And so it runs the prices up. Well, not a monopoly, a a cartel or an oligopoly, a group, a small group that are benefiting from this. Uh, They say here, by connecting the Maui tragedy to the Jones Act, the Boston Globe has put itself on the side of long overdue free market reform in this policy area. The Globe says further, 
Foreign shipbuilding long ago outstripped that being done in the United States, and it's far less expensive. A recently constructed container ship built to serve Hawaii from the mainland carried a price tag of more than $225 million, according to the Cato Institute. Compare that, $225 million, to what it would cost for a similar South Korean-built ship, which is only $41 million. Hmm. Operating seems crazy. That is crazy. It's a huge difference. But it, it, that's a huge difference, but still, $41 million is crazy. Well, I mean, these are huge ships for you know cargo shipping. I mean, they're not, not cheap. Hmm. Operating costs of American vessels, that same study noted, are roughly three times that of their international counterparts. Well, why is that? Well, that's probably because of unions, for instance. These uh, ship unions or whatever, the, the people that are running these ships are getting a tremendous amount of money for doing these jobs, three times as much to run the ship as what it would cost from you know South Korea or some other place in Asia or wherever else these things are shipping out of, uh, where you don't have to pay people as much to do the, the same job. You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, listen live and more, all for free at freetalklive.com.